visiting with BYU's junior offensive lineman Tristan Hodge and and Tristan, uh, PK and I have been doing this for a while, and there have been some really good BYU teams, some not-so-good BYU teams, and some in between. And one of the constant on the better teams has been multiple linemen headed to the NFL. Not all at the same time, but, you know, a sophomore is on his way, but a senior who's on his way. And the line's been down for a while, and consequently people have been upset with the records for a while. I know you're going to tell me it's getting better because that's the only thing you say at a media day. But what specifically is getting better? Where specifically do you say, hey, we're getting better and we're going to have an edge here? You know, this year there's been a there's been a huge stress on bringing the offensive line. There's a there's a new you know regard to how we're going to play, and there's a not a pressure on us, but an expectation that we want to move the ball. We want the offensive line to be the center of it this year. We want to establish line of scrimmage dominance, and that's one thing that um, Coach Grimes has been putting on us, and Coach Mateos has as well. Is we're going to establish the line of scrimmage from the get go. We want to move the ball. We don't want just four yards of play. We want to get six yards of play. We want to show these guys that we're going to move the ball no matter what, and we're going to put it down their throats. And si- simple as that. When you have an offensive lineman or a line group rather than just individually, but line men, and ha- that has so much experience as a collective unit, what does that mean for the offense? I think that's huge. Knowing that we have so many guys that are on the same page that have had this experience, and you know, it just really bodes well for our team. Especially when we're the offensive line. I feel like when we're all on, when we're in that zone, that that the team's also in that zone as well because they follow right behind us. And seeing that we have a lot of these guys returning, that they're also great leaders for us. I think it's gonna it's it's a really good sign for our team. Whenever you ask an offensive lineman if they like run blocking or pass blocking better, the guys who answer run blocking tend to answer pretty quickly. The guys who answer pass blocking tend to be lying and pausing and then trying to sell it. Mm-hmm. Which do you prefer? Oh, I must prefer run blocking. I'm sorry, Micah. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to Micah, but we're running the ball. <laughs> Micah Simon, wide receiver, listening right now, <laughs> sitting across the table. <laughs> yeah, I, I love running the ball. I think that's 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 the bread and butter of what makes you an offensive lineman. And yeah, we can never forget pass blocking, but you know, it, it was always one down in the trenches trying to move a man against as well. Well, Zach Wilson has got the ability to run, for sure. We saw that against Boise. Uh, is that going to change your style and make sure you're holding your blocks longer? How's that work? You know, knowing that we have an athletic quarterback, um, and I think that he's smart enough that he can get himself out of situations, knowing that he has that athleticism to, you know, run the ball in any of the situations also has that dual threat. It won't change us much, but knowing that we have that little extra facet to him, is, uh, it's, it's going to be cool. When a quarterback can run and you're pass blocking, does that give you more options with the guy you're blocking? Because if he starts to run out of his lane, you, maybe you don't have to block him. You just have to keep shoving him out of his lane, and it opens a lane for Zach to go if he sees something. You know, if, if, and I trust, I trust his, his judgment that if he sees something, he'll do it. Um, sometimes it scares us if they leave a little early because, you know, it's, we can't see with eyes on, on the back of our heads. But that being said, you know, knowing that he can get himself out of situations, that he's athletic enough to do so, I think it's going to be really – it's nice for an offensive lineman to know that, you know, our quarterback's not just going to stand back there and, you know, if someone, something goes wrong – that he's just going to stand there, but knowing that he's going to move out, maneuver out of there, it's going to be pretty pretty good to see. So your offensive coordinator, Jeff Grimes, is an old offensive lineman. Does that put any additional pressure on you guys? Um, of course, there's a, I wouldn't say pressure, more so an expectation. There's a very high expectation on the offensive line. He, do, he wants us to be the spearhead of the, of the team, to, to establish line of scrimmage, like I was saying, and be the guys up front that are moving guys against their will. Um, but that, that being said, it's also it's, it's a good thing to have, you know, to put the offensive line at the forefront, and you know, we want to perform in that way for him. Is he just brutally honest with you? Just If you guys run six yards, then 
my play action is a lot easier. They're going to bring an eighth guy up. It's easier for the receivers. Basically, you make everybody else's life easier if you get to that six yards per carry. Of course. And, uh, yeah, I mean, make, make, make my life easier, of course. <laughs> but, I, yeah, there's, de- there's definitely that. I mean, yeah, of course. You guys as an offensive lineman have to work in concert. How much do you hold each other accountable on each individual play? Because if you have four guys do a great job and one doesn't, the play's blown up. Exactly. I mean, that's if you if you take we're five guys, one goes down. That's only eighty percent efficiency, and eighty eighty percent's you know not what we want. We need hundred percent, and we hold each other accountable big time. Because if one th- if it's we're a well-oiled machine, if one thing goes wrong, the whole thing shot, and we need to be on the same page at all times. What is it like when you're sitting in a film room and you're the one out of the five that didn't get it done? Oh, that hurts. And, and it's, it's not like it, I always hold myself accountable when I see it's a play that you know, I messed up on. That hurts, it hurts both my pride and also my, my ethic because I want to play the best of my ability, not just for me, but for the guys. I don't want to let my guys down. I don't want to let the coaches down. So that's a, it's definitely one of the worst feelings that you can have. So how much really do offensive linemen respect tight ends? It depends on if they block well. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so you know, if, if they if they give a you know if they give our uh, our tackles, you know, it's always it's always that's always a good question for the tackles because I always ask my how how much do you love our tight ends? I'm like, well, he didn't give me my block on this one, so not very much right now. But yeah, you know, we, we, we love our tight ends as long as they they block it for us. <laughs> how different is it to block a guy who's right in front of you as opposed to what a tight end often has to do? And linemen do sometimes when you have to block someone who's you know the second level, three, four, five yards downfield. They get ahead of steam. You get ahead of steam. You prefer that, or do you want that guy literally a yard away from you looking right at your face? I, I like when they're right in front of me. Um, one, one thing, I mean, of course, when you get to the second level, things are, things are a lot different. Linebackers are always faster than linemen, and they have a little more lateral lateral quickness than we do. So it's definitely uh, when we go up, we got to be ready. we got to take the correct angles. Um, but when it comes down to it, I love having someone right in front of me. So you transferred from Notre Dame? Mm-hmm. I did. So what is it? You only play for independence? I guess so. I, I guess so. I had to, I had to switch. I was like, I wonder who else is independent. I was like, Oh, BYU, let's go. <laughs> You're calling Army for the grad transfer? Oh no, oh no, I'm staying right where I am. Yeah, okay, all right. So, having been at Notre Dame and now at BYU, do you think and Notre Dame's the pinnacle? Obviously, I mean, I've been back there a few times, and there's nothing better. Uh, do you think BYU gets the respect that it deserves relative to these big programs like a Notre Dame or wherever it might be? You know, when it comes, especially when it comes to schedule, I think a lot of people don't look at that aspect and when we look at our first five games we have some incredibly tough teams that we're going to play in those first five games and I think BYU doesn't get enough recognition for as hard as the schedule because they we choose our schedule and we choose the toughest teams to play and I don't think they get enough recognition for that alone so I'm looking at you man what is the size of your feet size 16 and (laughs) these these converse make weird sounds because they're so big I'm afraid to ask, but what kind of sounds do they make? It almost, I mean, it's like a clicking sound. It's like they're, they're, they weren't made to be this big. I just say, like, what size shoes? I'm like, size ski. I'm going to go skiing with these this weekend on the lake. Wait, do you rent those shoes out as boats? Or? Oh, yeah. In my, in my spare time, I, get, I go get some oars, and I'm like, hey, here you go, go. Here you go, guys. Go float the river real quick. All right. We'll leave you there on that note. Tristan, good luck this year. Thank you very much.